0: Learn more at marines.com.
1: This is D. Orlando Letbetter of the Atlanta Journal Constitution, here with the 191st episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons, we're giving you a special drop today. A draft wrap-up edition of the Botox Chronicles podcast. Just review the picks real quick, and we're going to go right to general manager Thomas Dimitroff and head coach Dan Quinn. First round, A.J. Terrell, cornerback Clemson. Second round, Marlon Davidson, defensive tackle Auburn. Third round, Matt Hennessy, offensive guard, left guard slash center for Temple, fourth round, Mikhail Walker, linebacker, Fresno State, Jalen Hawkins, fourth round, 134th overall, Safety California. Then in seventh round, Sterling Hoffrichter, punter, Syracuse. Our uh, blog is online already with the report card grades. We go into greater detail about the picks. But I know you want to hear from the general manager and the coach. So here we go. We're getting right to it. Promise.
2: It's a lot our scouting staff. You know, Steve Sabo and A-Rob, Anthony Robinson did a great job. They, you know, Our scouting staff, I mean, this was a tough year with a lot of stuff going on, of course and uh they again continue to tee dan and up so dan and i up so well so obviously complete uh, congratulations to them on that um we came into this this year's draft 100 percent looking to bolster our defense and uh it was going to be a very dominant defensive dominated uh, uh draft defensively dominated and um we obviously you know stayed on on track in the fourth round, we picked up at the 119th pick overall. As you all know, Michael Walker from Fresno State uh, added added to our depth. I'll let Dan talk about the uh, the scheme fit for both he and, and Jalen. But uh, the Walker can run. He's a tough guy. He's got versatility. Not only not only do some rushing for us, but also play inside linebacker. So for us to add him there, that adds to our depth in that in that uh, defensive area at the linebacker spot and on special teams as well. Second, fourth-round pick, Jalen Hawkins, uh, you know, 134th overall, Cal Berkeley guy. Uh, Another guy for us, high-energy guy, fits into, you know, Dan's Dan's, uh, setting here in in the moat. High, passion football guy, flies around, very aggressive, very confident with his abilities, can play the pass well, uh, runs well, good athletic ability, and again, versatility there. So to add their depth, not only in our secondary but that's on the special teams as well um we, we like where we're going with with uh Jaylen. and then in the seventh round we came back uh we were focused on you know on on, on a punter and and uh, we thought that it was uh the best move for us to take sterling Hofferick there from syracuse really good athlete um you know he's got a big leg and you watch how it pops off in his leg his ability to hang it in the air again he, he is uh, deserving of being uh, picked in the seventh round for sure, and we think he's gonna he's gonna do a really good job for us into the into the future, uh, uh, given the fact that we are in, in need of uh, definite punter competition.
0: Q. All right, hello everybody. It's uh it's good to see you. Um, we went into the draft uh, with the feeling of you know how do we get better, and uh, it certainly felt much bigger than that with all the countries facing. And as coaches uh, head into this you know virtual draft i think uh, as creatures that have it we're all a little nervous with the new format but there was a side of us that was really excited to take this on too i think you guys probably were too uh, um, for me one of the highlights you know not counting the football side was how much fun it was to see the families you know so for me uh, seeing families that was really cool because we all you know sacrifice a lot and we're away a lot and so they don't know what the hell we do a lot of the time <laughs> what could you possibly still be talking about about the draft you know so um, with when Thomas and I have another conversation at 11 o'clock at night you know a couple days before the draft and so having her be a part of that I thought was really cool so I know football doesn't make everything better but for a few days I hope it gave all the Falcons fans uh, a reason to feel better and uh hope we all got a little bit of a much needed break so i know for me and uh, speak for thomas too you know we're definitely privileged to be a part of that I that was just cool as hell so uh, now um, let's get let's talk about this outstanding draft class and i think this is going to be one that we look back on um based on who they are and you know, we won't know for a few years but uh, a number of these men have the right stuff and uh There'll be some guys that we're signing right now as college free agents that are gonna have an impact too. You'll see that. And uh, so we're really excited and I know um, we'll kick it off. So let's start off with questions, but I just, I felt it was appropriate to say that how privileged I felt to be a part of this weekend uh, and especially having the families be a part of that. I thought That was just, it was really cool to see. And I know some of those people on the other side. So when you see other uh, wives and families and kids, it was uh, really cool to see. All
1: right,
0: d go ahead and kick it off.
1: Yeah, uh, Thomas. Uh, for first question for Thomas. With um, you know defense being the theme, uh, what's your overall overview of uh, of the entire class? As y'all I know are trying to add on to it. Well, D, um, we got we got more athletic, we got
2: faster, we got more explosive, and we honestly got more competitive and passionate about the game. And uh, with with the addition of these guys, and and that's what we were aiming aiming for, kicking it off. And, and I think we
1: accomplished what we needed to do right, second question for for coach um exactly how do the guys today uh make you all better Walker and Hawkins in particular and where can you use them at they seem pretty uh, uh positionless
0: well I think number one uh, you you found real competitive guys and so Hawkins certainly is going to have an impact on the team just by his physicality and I think. That shows all four downs that he's you know going to play. And so the physicality, you know, the playmaking ability, you know, the turnovers that he's created, that's been a big factor. And so adding another guy like that onto the defense, that's a big, that's a big push. With Michael, um, obviously the versatility, you know, he's got the length to play outside as a Sam linebacker, and we'll feature him also at some of the will linebacker and you know play over tight ends and do that based on his his length, but you're always looking to have versatile players. And so I think uh, it speaks to the scouting staff, uh, Thomas, and the coaches to, you know, dig in and find some guys that are profile fits. And we have a really clear vision of how we can utilize those two guys.
1: Yep, the buzzword there was profile fits and uh, didn't ask him about the punter. But uh, we have some other stuff coming to to coach here. Uh, You know, they uh, kept on talking and we had a little bit more time with them but I'm uh, just going to um, go back to him here in a second. They have they have visions for both of these guys, uh, both of the the fourth round picks, Hawkins and Walker, and they want to uh, you know fit them into their their schemes and so forth. Here's some more from coach Dan. All the way back, you know, into the
0: winter, and, you know, a guy, you know, like Fowler, uh, you know, on the first piece of it and then you take the next session, you go through the draft, and so having a guy, you know, like AJ who has outside stuff and Marlon who has inside stuff. And so one of the fun parts about that and and some of these new guys meeting one another, they're all you know an extension of each other. You know, Marlon gets the push, you know, AJ gets the interception, AJ locks him down, Marlon gets the sack. And so having guys who understand that connection, understand um, that extension of one another, that we all have to be accountable to each other. Uh, these are really uh, impactful team guys, and so uh, think about you know Marlon and AJ, just where they've come from. They've been big time players since they were young and get college, and crushed it there. And you know they're ready to take on the next challenge, and it'll be hard and fun, but um, they're made of the right stuff. And so to add Michael and you know Hawk into that group, um, we're excited. We're all plays outbound. We got a lot of work to do for sure. And um, right now, what does that look like for the team? It's a lot of training, you know, it's a lot of classroom work and, you know, guys connecting as best we can. But, uh, you know, we can certainly make that promise that this will be a group that will be ready to go and fight and battle and compete for, um, you know, once we get our opportunity to do that. And my second question
1: for you, Dan. That was Coach Dan talking about first-round pick and second-round pick. Uh, A.J. Terrell out of Clemson, the cornerback, second 16th overall. And then Marlon Davidson, the second-round pick out of Auburn. He played on the line with Derrick Brown. He went seventh overall to Carolina. He definitely uh, uh, can help out folks, uh, you know, get to the pasture. They're going to try to play him at tackle across from uh, Grady Jarrett. So here we go. Uh, We'll go back to coach here in a second. Can you repeat
0: that one?
1: Just talk about how important that is for those guys to connect. with You guys not being able to be on the field right now. You know, like, that's uh, ESPN's Von McClure answering uh, that question.
0: If there was somebody there that wanted to be personally responsible to help you develop and go forward, those are mentors. And so, like, I think at times people can see mentor has to be 20 or 30 years older. That's, that's not the case at all. Oftentimes it can be a teammate or somebody that's, you know, just has gone through what you did and has some insight and vision for you. The competitors that AJ and Marlon are, they'll naturally gravitate to men like Ricardo and Grady and others because they want to know what worked. Why did that happen? And they'll ask those kind of questions. So um, having guys like that to lead from, I think all of us would benefit from that. You know, we went all the way back to our first jobs and who were the people that helped us get, you know, to what we wanted to get done. These are the type of teammates that lived here in this locker room and uh, I didn't have to force that or I knew I wouldn't have to. So, it's it's a pretty remarkable you know state of brotherhood of when guys do that. Thank you, Dan. welcome. all right, Jason Butt. Hey, uh, this question's for Dan. Um, when it came to uh, Sterling, uh, what what led you to go ahead and and want to take a punter in the seventh round and and also um, you know, obviously you guys cut Sam Irwin Hill today. Uh, was, was that situation when you knew going to Sterling, and therefore you had to make that move, or was there something, or did that create a, a spot where, you know, obviously he had the, the, the visa issue before, so I didn't know if that was something that could have led to that as well. Sure, I'll have Thomas follow up on that, and we won't count that as two questions, so we'll allow that. as. as <laughs> so. um, let's start first with um, Sterling. We knew we wanted you know, to have some competition there with Ryan um, of how we wanted to go about it from a planning side. Flip of the field, you know, field position, he can really has a quick get off, Jason. You know, he's got great hang time. So think about those two things, right? Here's a guy who can get the ball, you know, out of his hand from snap to kick quickly. And then to be able to put the ball up and hang it, you know, those are factors, you know, with field position. Just think of the good returners and why you want them and changing field position. So when there's chances for guys like Sterling who can really put the ball up and limit some of the momentum, let's face it, that comes with a big return that, you know, creates field position for an offense or for a defense. And so having a guy like that come in to come compete for it, uh, that was really important for us. And we knew that was, you know, one of the areas we wanted to go and, and talk about heading into the off season. As far as the strategy and when to select, you know, that goes, with, you know, with Thomas and, and his expertise. And, um, you know, he certainly knows where and when. It's, it's my role to help, you know, what would he be for the team and how would he affect the culture and how would he affect some of the coaching decisions. And so. That's how we try to balance one of those. So I'll, I'll take it over to Tom, but we'll still, we'll still throw you a second one. I mean, this is not a, uh, a two question.
2: Hey, Chase, on the, on the Sam Irwin Hill thing, we had some delays in the uh, in the documentation, but that's not what precipitated us uh, taking a, a punter. We really felt it were three punters that were worthy of being drafted, and we thought it was going to be what, what was best for the organization to put together the complete team in, in our approach. So. So
1: that, that's what it was. It wasn't necessarily because of the, the documentation. Okay. Cool. And, um, All right, there we go. Let's come. get that stopped there. That's Thomas Dimitrov for head coach Dan Quinn. That was after the third day. Uh, of course, you know, they spoke after uh, Terrell was drafted. And then uh, again, uh, after, uh, you know, the second round and third round picks, we got a lot coming up for you Uh in the paper on Matt Hennessy, we spoke with uh, Georgia Tech coach Jeff Collins uh, yesterday at length about Hennessy, who uh, you know played at tempo and Coach was up there. So uh, you know, look forward to that. I want to go to the punter here, uh, Sterling, uh, Sterling Hoff- Richter. Sterling um, Richter. So they're the team that kind of reached out to me
0: the most, and I mean, they're the team that I really wanted to go to um kinda I grew up actually a Brace fan, so kinda going back to Atlanta would be kinda sweet to uh kind of experience the Atlanta lifestyle. Growing up I was actually a Chipper Jones fan, so that's why I was like number ten in college and everything was Chipper Jones. So I've just always been a Atlanta Brace fan. It's crazy. Um it's an unreal experience. It's definitely a feeling like I've never had before and I don't know if I will have this kind of tough feeling again. Probably starting like in high school, um But, I mean, I was always kind of focused on um, kind of the present, kind
1: of just getting towards um, college football,
0: then from college football after a couple of years, you know, like it's always been a dream, but kind of not really thinking about too much until this past year and just really pushing towards that goal.
1: That was on his dream to play in the NFL. Next is on what he is most excited about.
0: This experience, just being one of the top people, kind of to be in the world of kind of competing at the highest level
1: and everything like that just can't wait there it is a little bit from uh, sterling hoffrichter the new falcons punter uh we got some more audio from courtesy of the falcons here they talked to cow head coach justin wilcox on jalen hawkins uh so let's go ahead and pull that up here I've had the
3: pleasure of coaching jalen for the last three years and he's just been a a great teammate, uh, a great competitor, a guy that loves football. Uh, he he is uh, he plays the game and lives his life with uh, a lot of passion, and a lot of heart. And so uh, it's been a joy to be around him. He's a tough guy.
1: That was Coach Coach Hill, Coach uh, Justin Wilcox, on how proud he is of Jalen. Here he is on what type of player Jalen is.
3: Uh, he's a, a tough guy. He. he uh, competitor. Um, he loves the game. He'll work at it. Uh, he's a very humble guy, a great teammate,
1: so uh, really uh, been a pleasure for, for us to, to have him on our team. And he's a guy that practices really hard.
3: You know, he is uh, the meetings. He's very attentive and, and engaged in meetings and workouts. He just he loves everything about it, and uh, so that's, again, why it's been a real joy to, to coach him, and he's had a lot to do with uh, some of our successes that we've had. Uh, since I've known him in three years, he you just always know what you're getting. I mean, he comes out and he, you know, practices hard. He He's a competitor. He's, like I said, he's a great teammate. He's, he can't, work. He, he's always, you know, engaged and sits in the front of the meetings and, you know, his eyes are burning right through you when you're talking to him. He's just that type of guy. So um, I don't know if there's one story uh, you know, he's made some really big plays for us, and uh, I think it's probably just his overall, you know, the way he does things. He uh, set a great example for for the younger players on our team and, and how to be a competitor and, uh, you know, how to improve yourself. So um, I think it, it goes back to the toughness.
1: Here's Coach Wilcox on Jalen's best trait. Starting off with the toughness. I like the fact that he likes to sit in the front of the classroom. Those kids that uh, try to hide, sit in the back. People who are there for it, sit in the front.
3: And the heart that the guy has. And, you know, we think about toughness in terms of the you know, ability to play through some uh, some pain, right? And, and that's part of football. But I think it's also the, the mental toughness that comes with, you know, staying engaged every day in practice and in meetings, uh, he takes it very seriously. Uh, he's got emotional toughness. You know, he can focus when things get difficult, whether it's, uh, you know, you get in a, a long drive or, or, uh, you know, maybe you're, you're behind in a game and things start getting heated. You know, he's always had the ability to, to stay in the moment. And, uh, so that emotional toughness. So I kind of go back to that, like the toughness, the physical, mental, Emotional toughness, and just the heart that the guy has uh, on the field and also off the field. He's just a
1: hell of a guy, and uh, I'm excited for him and for the Falcons. All right. Cal coach Justin Wilcox giving us some uh, background there on Jalen Hawkins. Uh, Just go YouTube, Stanford, one-handed catch, Jalen Hawkins, and uh, he comes up on the run hits. So uh, he's a fourth round guy. Wasn't projected to go that high, but the Falcons know what they want. He was a profile fit, and that's what they took. So with that, we're going to get on out of here with this special wrap-up draft edition of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. We'll be back Wednesday morning with our regular uh, uh, episode, this episode 191. Take care and stay safe.